Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Estate Agents Podcast. I'm Andrew Overman and uh, I'm joined today by Stephen and Luke as ever. And uh, we'd like to start with an apology. Season two starts today um, and the apology is we had a six week break. Um, what is it they say, guys? What gets scheduled gets done. It does, yes. but, but we all need our downtime as well. As the greats in Australia keep saying, so I've taken my leaf out of their book. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, I hear congratulations are in order. Yes, Leicester beat Tottenham last week. Yep, and also... So did Colchester. <laughs> yeah, Colchester, yeah. yeah. And also... Uh, oh, Stephen's worked out how to use the mic, mute on the microphone again. And also... We've been doing this for a year. A year? It's our anniversary. Year. Came up on LinkedIn. Those people have been congratulating us. Or, yes. me, or me in particular. I don't know about you guys. So happy anniversary to us. Indeed. I'm incredibly humbled, Luke. I don't know about you, but I've certainly, I got six or seven messages to say, guys, what's happened to the podcast? So um, I'm humbled that at least six or seven people... <laughs> Give us their ear on a regular basis. So, um, seven listeners. Hey. Without further ado, we're going to crack straight into one of the questions that came out, um, I think, from Kate Griffin um, on the EA podcast Facebook page. What's working up and down the country? So, um, Luke, I'm, I'm afraid you're far too international jet setting to answer this question. We'll jump straight in with Stephen. Stephen, what's working up and down the country? Oh, it's it's really interesting at the moment. Um, there are some agents that are having record months and record years, and other agents that are really struggling. Um, so it's just doing, you know, comes down to at the moment, it's just doing the basics right. Um, I post a question on my Facebook page or one of the groups. What's the best? Um, what's the best return of investment that agents have had this year? And um, the consensus was Facebook um, and getting great return on investment. And for me, it is Facebook and video um, that is working. It's getting people seen. I know the two of you have had extraordinary results um, this year. Um, Luke can't go anywhere without people recognizing him and um, worshiping him all down the streets of um, Leicester OB, Clarendon Park. Um, and Andy, I know you've had people coming to your office and actually instructing you because of a market wraps. So I think you started, um, you know, joking aside, yes, we have been off there um, for six weeks um, and what gets scheduled gets done. And it's, it's the scheduling that's working and the consistency that's working with the videos and Facebook and using it when you've got a hot buyer, you know, so... If, you know, one of the questions I ask all agents is, um, have you got somebody actively looking for a, a buyer, um, but you don't have a property on your books? And every single person I ask says yes. And let's forget the fact that actually they've most probably got that property in their database. Um, however, um, people are using Facebook, people are using video, and they are going down to the area um, so, um, Fetford Road, and they would film a little video saying, got a lovely family that wants to come into, um, Fetford Road, 
Um, any friends, family or colleagues that you know that are looking to sell, please get in contact, going on to Facebook, manage ads, and they're getting picking up market appraisals as a result. Andy? Yeah, I, I just want to jump on the back of the off-market you mentioned there because I've, I've got an example just from this week alone. So um, I dealt with a site um, for three builders um, that uh, are known to the business probably about four or five years ago now, and they've built three properties. Uh, they've managed to acquire some additional land, built three properties at the back, and one of them's near completion. And um, I was asked to go and value it. Not because there was any intention to sell, but um, obviously to refinance and get on to another build. Um, and uh, I delivered my valuation figures and um, it was decided at the time, probably not enough to warrant a sale, but definitely a good rental investment. Fast forward three weeks, we've got a client who, um, these properties are situated just off the old Croxton Road um, in Thetford. And to give you an idea geographically, um, I've got a client whose daughter lives 10 minute walk, half a mile away maximum. And uh, she's been looking at houses. She's uh, sold, um, looking up to um, for circa 400,000 and uh, can't find anything. She's got very, very specific search and wants to be within 10 minutes walk, ideally of uh, the grandchildren. So, um, you know, scratch head, light bulb moment in the office. Well, I've got that one there. It's not on the market. Didn't even ask the vendor, know where the keys are. We're dealing with, um, dealing with the site at the moment, took her up there and said, you know, what's it worth to you? Um, it transpires it's worth 25, 30,000, maybe 40,000 over what we'd suggested um, the value would be. Um, direct connection there with the landlord um, who now may be a vendor and is this weekend considering the sale. So that's the kind of off-market opportunities I think we need to be looking at. Definitely. And there, there, there are so many opportunities out there. You know, people need to move, um, you know, and these are the things that you can control. You know, the outside factors you've got no control over, but picking up the phone, making those calls, helping the um, vendors, buyers, landlords that need to move. I mean, I play a game. So every training, <clears throat> excuse me, every training course I go to, I try, I try and at least to get a market appraisal myself or an instruction myself or find out whether somebody is a, <clears throat> there you go, my singing voice from Spurs yesterday beating Southampton. It's gone. So, um, or find a landlord that's got um, multi property, multi um, few properties, a property empire. Um, so this week I've got, you know, just by asking, are you in your dream home? The answer comes out, no. If I was to find your property in your dream home, would you consider moving? Yes. So that was five people that weren't in their dream home and would consider moving. I then found um, a landlord there who had two properties. Um, I asked him whether he'd be interested in refinancing and, and buying a couple more. He said, yes, definitely. Um, so, you know, I wish I was in agency again, because just by asking disruptive questions, there's so many opportunities there. Look, in many respects, I prefer a market like this. Um, you know, pe people you meet generally that are outside of the industry um, will say in, in the market of two or three years ago when prices are ramping ahead and houses are selling themselves, multiple viewings, multiple offers, seal bid on every property you take on the market. They, uh, they, they have this impression that that's the market you like working in. Um, actually, I find that um, this market is a better market. You take the, you know, the one-off viewings. How much resistance do you think 
I have on fees when I've negotiated three, 30, 40,000 pounds over a valuation figure on somebody's property and I'm going in against no other agents. You know, when you're in that rising market where everybody wants the instruction, every instruction selling itself, there is, a, there, there is that competition on fees. Um, I've actually found that our fees have risen um, over the last three months and that's because there is less competition people don't want uh, excuse the expression you know the BS they don't want the waffle they don't want the inflated valuation and the promises and the, the um, you know the, the trappings that uh, sometimes valuers will, will the lengths sometimes valuers will go to to uh, to win the instructions fairly or unfairly they just want to get the job done and they, they want you to evidence that you can get the job done and Luke you've been having some huge success um, in your offices recently what do you put it down to? Um, well, I mean, we've been talking about knowing your, knowing your buyers, and that goes back to when we did our kickstart, which was in episode twenty six, which was about knowing knowing your buyers. And I think I suppose maybe an exercise to do with with your team. So anyone listening to this is to in a Monday morning meeting or a morning meeting doesn't have to be on Monday, but um, we're going to be throwing this episode out on Sunday, ready to hit the ground running next 30th of September onwards to finish those last three months of the year. But can they write down their 10, 20, 25 um, top hottest buyers that need to move or need to have at least secured a sale or purchase in the next 30 days? And then repeat that exercise in 30 days and, and it'd be interesting to see how many of those buyers actually still appear on that list because then how hot how hot are they so because um, one of the things that, that when people have contacted me as well it's all great I'm, I know how to do all this but how can I relay all of this to my team to, to get them to buy into it um, uh, and to, to help me with it because sometimes that's the big challenge isn't it you've got you've got your manager you've got your valuer so like Andy in, in Chilterns in, in Fairford and it's then getting everyone else singing from the same hymn sheet to, to coin that phrase so can you write down your top 20 top 25 buyers that need to move in the next 30 days absolutely I try and do that with um the instructions as, as well, Luke. And I know, Stephen, you've got thoughts on this as well, haven't you? Well, you know, again, one of the exercises I do is I just ask people to write down their five hottest buyers and they struggle with that. So let alone trying to find their top 20 or 25 buyers. So again, it's really important um, to know who your hot buyers. Can I ask both of you, how would you define who's hot? Okay, just to help our listeners. Um, well, for, we we had the benefit of having some Josh Vegan uh, training. So we had Josh Vegan um, come into our business in August, um, and he talks about two things. Well, three things. One is what what is the problem, um, and what is their timeline, and where where do they want to end up? Unless you know all of those three things about the buyer, you don't know that buyer well enough. So you need to know what that those three things so what what is their problem so what are they trying to solve how quickly or slowly do they want to do it and where what does it look like fixed is is how he phrases it and again just just something he came out with is um in your current home what is the one thing that really frustrates you about the home because that creates an element of dissatisfaction and it's generally the dissatisfaction that then drives people to make or take the action um 
rather than when, when you're happy, you're not likely to take the action. But if there's something that you can maybe drill down into, oh, the garden's not big enough and the kids can't kick the ball around and we haven't got a park close by and, uh, well, the children are only free at the minute, but soon they'll be running around. Well, that, that could start eating away at them. And obviously, in this day and age, of, they don't want to be sitting in front of a television screen all the time. Do you think we've become overly reliant on our CRMs? I mean, I, I remember the days and, you know, some of our listeners will, will, will laugh. I think Matt Giggs will be one of them. Um, I remember the days of the hot box guys, you know, hot, hot, bring 50, it back, bring, bring it back. Applicant cards, A- applicant cards, 50 applicant <laughs> cards. I mean, we say bring it back, but yeah. is that a concept? Is that something that could work? Because look, we've all got admin teams, you know, could we, could we hot box our clients? and retrospectively add them to the CRM as part of the administration process. So, so that almost becomes second nature. You've got your matches, your searches, everything going out in the background, but it, would it re-channel, would it refocus our negotiators' minds? Because honestly, I think one of my struggles, if I walked into my office now, I know who my next five instructions are going to be because I've got that relationship with them. Um, I was fortunate enough to have been trained in 93 by a guy called Michael Pratt. Um, and to this day, um, I thank him for the start that I had back at the Woolwich Property Services then, because one thing that he said in the very, very early days resonates with me still. This is a contact sport. And if you're not in contact with your clients, with your potential sellers, with your buyers, um, you're simply not going to work. And that ties in with the Josh Vegan session that we had um, at the um, Property Academy, Peter Knight's event. Um, he talked about the personal network, didn't he? What 25 relationships would be transformative for your business? And that doesn't have to be um, a buyer-seller relationship. It can be your local coffee shop. It can be your local church group. It can be anybody within your community. But, uh, you know, I... I think two things there, CRM, let's get back to the hot box. Let's focus ourselves on who is going to buy a property in the next 30 days, as you said. And the second is what 25 relationships can we be working on that would be transformative to our business? Luke. So definitely. And I think there's a way of what some or a lot of agencies are guilty of is that they'll maybe come into their office next Tuesday and say, right, okay, where's the top 20 buyers that we've got? Then they'll do that exercise once and then it will go into, into a drawer or get forgotten about. That's got to be made regular. So whether or not that's weekly, daily to bring it top of mind, because if you're going to do something fresh and new and to create it as a habit, you've generally got to be doing it for at least 30 days plus. So make it top of mind to make it a weekly event. And again, it'd be interesting to see those hot buyers. Well, why haven't we found those homes? What homes did we go out to last week that we could arrange one-off viewings for that Stephen talked about earlier on? What? Let's have a look back through. So um, Cliff, you look at everything that we went out to in February. Jane, you look out to everything we went in March. Let's go back through those those valuations. We know our 10 or 20 top buyers, or even if it's just five, let's talk about those um, those people to the clients that were then ringing um, because we could have the opportunity. And I bet you, if you went through your diary from the start of the year to the beginning to now, you would be able to string together at least half a dozen one-off viewings for those hot buyers. 
100% without any doubt at all. And I think it's also from a valuer and managers and negotiators point of view, if, if, if you're going to assist sellers in moving, you need to identify with those likely sellers. And the one thing that came up uh, for me, Luke, was, um, and Stephen, we were at the, the um, Leadership Live event, weren't we? Mm. And um, it was interesting that Josh placed sellers in 11 categories. And, and if you'll afford me the time, we'll just run through those very quickly now. Um, people die divorce people need nursing care or a care home they have a growing family they're investors they're developers they've got a geographical reason to move they've fallen on hard times bankruptcy financial difficulty they're downsizing it's an aspirational move it's a job relocation um sorry 12 uh, and the final one first time buyer or they're coming out of rented or having lived with family they're the 12 areas of the move so what are we doing to associate with those 12 areas? I know that Sean Adams, the implementer um, over at Cooper Adams has now tailored his website um, to include a section, why are you moving and, and, and aiming a section at each of those individual people. Is that something that we could do within our businesses? Something that we could understand from the communications that we're having from our sellers and our buyers um, to get those one-off viewing, Stephen? Oh, I think that's where you go along and you add value. So if you go through all of those different categories, what can you do to add value to each of them to help them? Okay. Can you do a video on each of those different things that's going to help and add value? So um, when something happens in their life, then who they're going to come to because you're the agent that adds value the whole time. I think one thing that I'm looking at at the moment, Stephen, talking of adding value, if you just take that first one alone, people dying, I think that's a, it's a very sad time in people's life and, and people going through, obviously, a very difficult emotional grieving process. And one of the things that um, we've been asked to do, which I'm, I'm quite humbled about, is to work with one of our local uh, funeral directors. Um, very, very reputable guy, has been in the business for many, many years, uh, is very, very well known in the town. And he said, Andy, we've, we've, you know, it's, it's a very sensitive subject. We, we'll need to work very closely about the wording um, and, and the branding. Obviously, it doesn't, we, we don't want the, the, the branding all over it, but we would like somebody that would just do a little piece offering advice to those people that need to collate those difficult things like the probate valuation and what the process is with the solicitor when they can and can't market the property, what the options are open to them. It needs to be written in a sensitive tone and we'd like to work with you um, as, as a leading independent. So that, that's one area that we've covered off. You know, it doesn't have to be all about video, Stephen. It doesn't have to be all about the website. I think we've got different facets. We don't want to become over-reliant um, although we do want to use the tech and I think that's one way that, that, that we've demonstrated we can do it. You know, could we have a video with a divorce lawyer? Could we, could we go to our local solicitors that we refer conveyancing business to and speak to their relationship expert and say, look, this is a very difficult time. People go through divorce. Can we signpost that journey on our website? Can they hit a drop down menu? Um, you know, why are you selling? We're separating. And it links into a video that's very sensitively and sympathetically done with a local relationship counselor. Luke, you're great on video. What would you do? Absolutely. Um, again, it's all about relevancy because that customer uh, is going to turn around and say, yeah, you get me uh, without actually getting 
without actually saying we understand what situation you're in you you want to picture the the kind of typical journey that they've been on the journey that they're potentially going to be going through but then you're there to be holding their hand and guide them through the process so video brilliant podcast um <clears throat> i will put, put it as a put it as a podcast as well start your own estate agency podcast it doesn't cost you anything um any video that you do take off the audio put it onto a podcast because people will listen to it that's the kind of content that someone will listen to but when you are booking in those market appraisals have you identified those clients that fit one of those 11 categories as to why they're selling because obviously the 12 categories the first time buyer um, they're not going to be selling but the first of the 11 have you identified so then are you targeting your um approach um to them so if it is uh, a death is is the marketing relating to that or is it just your normal standard right move best price guide that i know andy likes don't mention also, it don't mention it don't go there this is the first episode right move, right move um intel report um keep going get your second get myself back for colchester what he said about <laughs> colchester keep going right move but, right move but are those right things guide. that are going to be top of mind for someone that's dealing with a death that is particularly going to be quite a stressful time for them probably not they they've probably got concerns around security what what can we do with mum or dad's belongings um how long is it going to be empty we're coming up to winter so what, what about the frozen pipes have you got someone that can check on the property once a week just for peace of mind and send them a, a photograph or a report the garden the garden was their prized possession have you got someone that can maybe come in and cut the grass because you want they want that as a as a bit of a lasting memory that when they handed that home over that garden was in pristine condition all of these things are something that someone dealing with that um luke i just want to jump in here a moment because it's something that you've actually implemented yourself isn't it so you've got knightsbridge haven't you yep um and your colleagues directors within knightsbridge uh, you've also just opened another company that links very closely into EA. Could you just run through for our listeners what you've done and yeah. why? So we've set up our own property maintenance division. Um, it's a team of one. Um, uh, rest assured, it's not me doing the maintenance. That'd be quite a disaster. Um, but <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so we, we've, we've brought a van. We've got a maintenance guy. Um, he was doing property maintenance for... Uh, a well-known housing association up and down the country so he was experienced in it so there's opportunities everywhere um, to, to try and find these people because um, again I know that sometimes can be a bit of a challenge is finding someone reliable but maybe think think a little bit outside the box they're already in property so they get property already they understand liaising with tenants and homeowners working with a housing association um, and that they're doing our property maintenance but also sellers that come to us that i don't know they want the bedroom decorated they want the garden cutting back um they want it tidying they want it cleaning anything like that and we can handle that process for them without having to rely upon external contractors that can sometimes let us down now we can't do everything obviously gas electricity or electrics it's got to be done by a competent person but then the plan is uh, over time is that we will have our own gas and, and electricity or electrical contractors on board. But, um, and we're already busy until the end of the year. He's, he only started on Monday, but he's, 
he's got enough work that could keep him busy until the end of the year. So we've now got the nice problem of finding someone else. That's brilliant. And so you talk about um, being the solution to people's problems. Imagine your valuer, um, <clears throat> imagine Glenn is now sat in um, Mrs. Down, Downsize's home. Um, she's uh, sat there worried about another winter in the four or five bedroom detached house that she's in, the escalating fuel bills, um, you know, the cost of maintenance, the garden's getting unruly, and she's thinking of a move early in 2020 but she's concerned because the gutters are blocked the um, letterbox is hanging off the door um, you know it doesn't look great when people are walking up to it you've solved that problem now you know yeah. he can sit in that appraisal and say look it's okay let me get my contract around here we want to work with you we want to assist you we want to you know handhold you throughout this this journey and we appreciate that you're a proud lady you want to present your house in just you know in, in just a specific way and you know we applaud that we um we you, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression so mrs vendor um have you got any family let's involve those let's let's talk to those and let's work on a strategy to get you market ready for 2020. And then you're hand-holding and signposting that journey again, which I think is, is fantastic. Uh, absolutely. And, and the possibilities are endless out there because you've then got your landlords that maybe want work being done on their own home. Um, so it's providing an extra level of service. Uh, service to them as well quite often we get landlords ask us and I'm sure you do Andy oh have you got someone thinking of having the bathroom replaced um the guy that did the work on our rental property do you think he'd do you mind if we speak to him um and and you want to be able to be that kind of yellow pages directory to, to keep Stephen in the in the modern age do you remember yellow pages Stephen I've got one. I'm just looking for it now, actually, <laughs> to see whether your name's in there. I've, I've got the Leicestershire equivalent of one. Um, but I'm down to London. But you want to be, and that was an interesting piece of feedback. So we've just had our landlords and investor evening um, that was a couple of weeks ago, um, attended by over 100 landlords local to Leicester. And one of the, we sent out a, a type form. So it's a piece of getting feedback. So we sent out as an SMS link asking them to give us some feedback on what worked well, what we, could we improved upon, what would they like to see included in the next events, but also what what extra could we have provided on the evening and one of the things that kept on coming up was access to contractors um and maybe a register or a directory of of contractors so it's it's a problem on on everyone's lips and you're solving it yep brilliant, brilliant. can i just come back to um bring you back to what katie asked so what's working well um up and down the country so um I had an interesting conversation with, with somebody yesterday who did say they had their record month and being inquisitive, I asked, I asked why. Um, and he's um, looked at all his systems and processes again, found the 14 or 15 um, the most important and literally has gone through all of those um, to, to nail them and get them right. And secondly, he has gone out with every lister every um, negotiator to see how they're doing things as well. So, you know, my question to all our listeners is, are you going out with your team? Are you seeing if there are opportunities maybe that they're missing on? 
Are there opportunities that they can improve and self-improve? Can they learn from you? Um, so, you know, Luke, is that something you do or have done or you think it, it would work? Um, so we um, have mystery shops done on our valuers and they and they're made aware of that from day one uh, where we have an assessment criteria of of uh, what they're assessed on during the mystery shop they don't know when it is it could be at any time um, and then we discuss um, that mystery that mystery shop with them and we let them have a copy of it uh, we don't tell them the property um that, that they went to sometimes they've got a bit of a fair idea but but no so we do it through the way of a mystery shop in terms of our valuers okay so again that's something i would consider mystery shopping yourself and again look for excellence uh i did a mystery shop call this week um and even i was shocked um of a result of this call in that um i just asked you know, had a rental property. Can I have an idea of fees? Um, about five minutes later, they came back to me without telling me their fees, but told me that they couldn't see me um, at least to the end of October because they were that busy. Didn't take my name, didn't take my number. Um, and I was just, wow. I mean, I was shocked. Um, so, it's, you know, some of the times it's, it's scary what is being allowed to go on in agencies um, up and down the country. Um, you know, so I know we've got the Property Academy event coming up in 10 days. Yep. Um, I think our, our good friend Christopher Watkin interviewed um, the excellent P tonight and was, um, there's, you know, some, some videos that are going out. And if you can, definitely listen to them because there's some worthwhile... Um, um, comments as to where you can improve and where you can get better you know yeah. and why these agents are in the top three percent of the country I and think there was that staggering one where the agents didn't actually ask if on an inquiry for a property they didn't actually ask if the person wanted the viewing yeah i think that's 27 percent didn't yeah. ask so uh, a quarter so we're paying right move we're paying zoopla and we're paying all this money to keep our offices open and when an inquiry comes in we're not even asking do you want to view the home so again it, it comes back to training um again i was with an exceptional agent this week um brilliant culture um loads of energy and what i love is they're continuously training their their team and developing them all the time and once a week they will sit down and they will go through and role play different 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 challenges so any objections that they've come across that week you know and there's a saying professionals practice before they play um and they're practicing every friday so when these objections come up they know what the answers are. They don't go, uh, 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 let me come back to you. Mm -hmm. you know, so again, professionals practice before they play. What are you doing with your team to practice? And, you know, again, if you're listening to this and thank you for six people that are and you're a negotiator or, or, you know, whatever role you are, you've got so much information, you know, 
we're really grateful that you listen to our podcast. Um, there's another exceptional podcast that's just come out from um, Mark Worrell and Sam Hunter, world-class estate agent. You've got YouTube. There's so much information where you can self-improve and help yourself. You know, so again, we talked about scheduling. If it was me now and I was doing what I'm doing and knowing with all technology, I'm going to speak technology now. Wow. Don't fall off your chairs, everybody. Careful. <laughs> um, you've got so much information out there. Schedule it in your diary. Give yourself half an hour every day of learning time. Go onto YouTube. Use podcasts. Um, look at all the videos that are out there. And write things down. And then practice. Practice. And, with and do you record it to your Betamax? What? Do you record it to your Betamax, Stephen? No, I don't even think there was Betamax then. <laughs> What's that? What's that? So guys, while we've been chatting, I think we, um, I think what we can say is it's different up and down the country. I think there is a, a wide variety, but I, I, don't, I don't just think it's up and down the country. I mean, I look in my area, and if you look at the results over the last 12 to 18 months versus uh, if you look at an 18-month spread, um, so from uh, March uh, last year through to uh, close of the year and then January through to, to now, we've actually... Um, taken more market share in what's perceived and what is to, uh, a more difficult market. And I think it boils down to mindset. Um, I think that, as you say very, very often, Stephen, um, you know, and anyone can sell a house in an easy market. It takes a real estate agent to transact a property in a slightly trickier market. And I think that's where the um, you know, strong agents will rise to the top and, and, and weaker agents will be sat there floundering saying what's, what's happening to the market, what's going wrong. You know, why can't I, why can't I, instead of look for, looking for reasons why they can. But there are five areas um, in closing. I would just like to say that certainly from my discussions within the networking groups and with Stephen and Luke, um, five areas that I think if you can concentrate on your business over, um, you, you know, the next um, few, few weeks, it will make a difference uh, to you. So marketing questions, when you're doing your social videos or you're putting copy or media out there, marketing questions aimed at your consumers questions not we've sold 95 houses we're number one etc etc um, things like should we exit before brexit when's the best time of year to sell is winter time a bad time to sell um, social video and social proof take a check on that what does it look like um, Luke I think uh, yourself Oliver James is worthy of a mention there with his um, love m4 uh, love m44 no one sells more in m44 um, as uh, uh, Oliver will tell you um, number three how can I best serve uh, my network now that's not just buyers sellers it's peer groups it's community groups it's your local town council um, it's community projects how can you best serve your network um, mentioned it at the top of the show but uh, number four 25 relationships what are the 25 relationships that I can strike within the next 30 days that would be most transformative for my business whether that be getting referrals from your local bread maker coffee shop um, or, or news agents but look for those 25 relationships who can be influential in the transformation of your business and number five and I think um, this lovely point to end it on um, community I know that uh, Catherine in my office um, uh, has a, a the Macmillan charity very dear to her heart for personal reasons and we managed to raise by getting 27 community groups and businesses together yesterday just under two thousand pounds in four hours for Macmillan um, which is phenomenal so how how as Matt Nickel would say deeply rooted 
uh, in your community are you what does your community mean to you that doesn't mean shelling out money and sponsoring things right left and center um, it, it can just mean simple things like giving up the time to put on events like Catherine did yesterday. So um, on those five points, um, do get them written down. Um, Luke, anything to say before we close? No, I think we've uh, I think we've covered enough to keep everyone busy enough um, for the for the next week to give them some activities to hit the ground running to start October well. Again, remember we've got 90 days left. Uh, of the year but realistically we've probably only got 75 days left of the year when you take into account Christmas. Yes Sean Adams will not like you saying that word Sasha will be jumping up and down singing jingle bells and uh, yeah. ding dong merrily on high I'm sure. Um, so guys looking forward to episode 48 next week uh, we'll see the beginning of October um, Stephen mentioned in his uh, mastermind in, uh, in a group uh, in the um, uh, Facebook page yesterday, the Christmas word, and got absolutely shot. So, uh, next episode 48 is specially dedicated to you. Just the five things you can do now, uh, between now and Christmas, to make sure your 2020 uh, gets off to a flyer. But uh, from now, from myself, from Luke and Stephen, thank you for lending us your ear. We really appreciate it. Uh, do hit the share button, give us the thumbs up, like, show us some love. Um, and welcome us back from our extended summer break. Thank you very much for listening. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.